But it's now time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. Zespri's chief executive has resigned. Years at the Kiwi Fruit Marketing Company, Dan Matheson has announced he'll move on. He'll stay on to oversee this year's harvest, which gets underway soon, before moving to his new job as president of the Americas for global berry company Driscoll's. Zespri chairman Bruce Cameron says under Mr Matheson's leadership, Zespri grew sales from almost $2.3 billion in the 2016-17 season to just over $4 billion in the 2021-22 season. He says Mr Matheson has helped turn Zespri into a leading sales and marketing company and leaves the industry well positioned for future success. The hunt for a new chief executive will begin soon. To other news, Fonterra says the removal of tariffs on dairy into China will save the co-op hundreds of millions of dollars each year. Tariffs were put on milk powder when the New Zealand-China Free Trade Agreement was signed back in 2008, but they came to an end this month. New Zealand is is China's largest supplier of dairy, with an average of 1.4 million tonnes worth of product heading there each year. Fonterra's General Manager of Trade Strategy, Justine Arrow, says the end of the tariffs is a huge milestone and great news for exporters. It won't result in a significant uptick in in total volumes of powder going into China in a year. It's probably just going to have more of an impact on that consistency around, around trade flows. But the removal of the safeguards is still really significant. You know, if we look at the $2 billion worth of milk powders that were exported to China in the first nine months of last year, the cost of the of the safeguards is estimated to be around 200 million in tariffs for New Zealand dairy exporters. Now, though, the benefits of those tariff reductions will be felt across the supply chain. Justine Arrol says while demand for some dairy products in China has been softer in recent months, demand for milk powder is holding steady. Meanwhile, milk production continues to lift. Dairy Companies Association of New Zealand's latest data shows December's production was up 2.6% on a year-on-year milk solids basis. Just over 225 million kilograms of milk solids were produced last month. This fourth consecutive monthly increase brings the season-to-date figure to a 2.1% improvement on last season. Seafood New Zealand says it's confident independent navigators on board deep sea vessels adequately monitor for bycatch without the use of cameras. A staged camera rollout for inshore vessels began last year to better monitor bycatch. As part of the government's programme last week, the rollout of cameras on all commercial surface longline boats began. Otago University zoology professor Bruce Robertson has criticised the exclusion of cameras on deep water fishing vessels as a missed opportunity to better understand the true risk commercial fishing poses to marine mammals. But Seafood New Zealand Chief Executive Jeremy Halson says about 40% of the deep water fleet has government navigators on board at any given time. Well they've got very high levels of observer coverage so the seafood industry and the government are very confident in the information that we get from uh, reporting from deep sea vessels. The observers report directly back to the ministry. One would assume that those reports are accurate, so uh, we don't have any issue with the integrity of any of the data that comes back off vessels, whether it's from ministry observers or from personnel on the vessel. Jeremy Halson says more than one camera would be needed on these vessels, which would come at a significant cost to businesses. Jukin is on the lookout for a buyer for its Gisborne mill. This is really being driven to support the, the wool producer.
After production was stopped at the end of last year, following nearly 30 years in operation, 85 staff were impacted by the decision made in late October to shut it down amid ongoing financial difficulties and weak demand for its Japanese housing wood products. The company says a transitional crew of 17 will manage the site while it seeks a buyer until the end of March at the latest. Government industry partnership Wool Impact is hoping a new role will help connect businesses with the expertise needed to bring their wool dreams to life. The group commissioned a review of the innovation ecosystem for wool to identify the barriers and opportunities to enable more innovation. This identified the need for a central point of information and coordination support for producers. So it's created a navigator role, which has been filled by former government advisor Anna Crosby. Wool Impact Chief Executive Andy Cowie says better collaboration will be key for producers struggling with the current low prices for wool. This is really being driven to support the, the wool producer. The key driver is increase the use and demand for New Zealand strong wool. And we want to do that by increasing the range of new products and applications for wool. But for anyone who's wanting to work through this program, we've got to be looking at price points that can support a, a higher and more sustainable price for wool than what we currently get in today's market. And then in addition to that, we want to support domestic production We're seeing a lot of growth into the non-woven category, but want to be able to support companies that can cater not just for the domestic market, but also have export aspirations. Andy Cowie urged producers with hundreds or even thousands of tonnes of wool available, as well as good ideas, to reach out through Wool Impact's new website. And that's the Rural News for today. Kia pai tōra.